Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from the past week. So that is November 22nd through today, November 28th of 2021. So if you listened to my last episode, which was the special focused on the Spain-Sweden state visit, then you will know I was super sick last week. Um, and just like, and then the holiday was happening in the States. And so like just all of these things kind of compounded and, uh, I just made a decision on Thursday night that I was just going to do a weekly. Um, This week was pretty busy, but there weren't so many events that made this seem completely unreasonable, Um, just a little more difficult um, because there was something in every country. So with that being said, we are just going to go ahead and jump right in. We are going to go country by country through the whole week. Um, And so let's go ahead now and move over to the Belgian royal family. Belgium. In Belgium, things were pretty quiet. Um, Everything that was scheduled was carried out, but there were no, like, unannounced anythings. It was just pretty chill. Um, so we'll start with Monday. So on Monday, King Philippe held his regular audience with the prime minister. Um, the reason I am pointing this out is because it was a little different. It was held by phone, which it hasn't been held by phone in a little while. Um, but again, there is, um, what we now know, I don't think we knew this on Monday, but what we now know is um, another variant, the Om- Omicron, is that what it's called, um, of COVID. And so um, things are just picking back up, you know, not super unexpected, um, but certainly this is where we're at. Uh, so there have been some restrictions put in place in pretty much every single country, some postponements of stuff. So uh, this was Monday's, like, just a little change-up. Um, however, going to Wednesday, things kind of stayed the same. Um, so King Philippe received new ambassadors. So he received the new ambassadors from Bolivia, Somalia, and Cuba, um, who have just arrived in Brussels to begin their ambassadorship. Um so that was or Wednesday's event, and then Thursday, um, this was the last event of the week. Uh, King Philippe held a audience with the President of the Republic of Kazakhstan, um, who is on an official visit to Belgium and presumably the European Union as well, um, because Kazakhstan, I'm sure, is trying to do some within the European Union trade situations. Um, so that was like the week of events. Um, now I know in my episode that just went up, I talked about the state visit to Italy. So I recorded that, I think Friday, um, I recorded that episode and, uh, 
on Saturday morning, it was announced that uh, the Belgian state visit to Italy has been postponed again. Um, I am not surprised. I kind of expected it. I'm waiting for the announcement on, like, I personally believe the Dutch state visit to Greece will also get postponed. Um, I could be wrong, but that is my expectation. Um... So, the actual state visit is postponed yet again. However, King Philippe will travel to Italy for a one-day, um, like, business promotion that was part of the state visit. Um, so he will be doing that, um, I think, on December 1st. So that was announced on Saturday. Um, look, this is gonna happen. Um, I'm not sure how often it's going to happen, but I expect announcements like this to come, especially in the middle of the winter season where, um, the pandemic is harder to control because we are all going back into indoor environments. So that's what's going on. I, you know, it, there are still some events scheduled. Um, they do have an event tomorrow, um, or I guess Tuesday actually, um, and then King Philippe travels to Italy on Wednesday. So, like, there are still things. Um, it's just not a state visit. Um, am I super duper sad? Yes. Um, was I very much looking forward to a tiara event? Absolutely. Um, but safety and this COVID situation comes first above everything. So, I am fine. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Belgium through the week. So now we are going to move over to the British royal family. The United Kingdom. In the UK, this is where I would say things were somewhat busier, and most of that is solely because the British royal family has so many working members. So, for example, on Wednesday, someone from each, like, household uh, had an event. So, there's just, like, more people to talk about. Um, but we'll start with Monday. So Monday was the Tusk Cons Conservation Awards um, with Tusk Trust that the Duke of Cambridge attended. Um, so William has been a patron for Tusk for literally as long as I can remember. It was probably one of his very first official royal um, patronages. Um, but this is an organization that works um, across the continent of Africa to... Um, it increase the impact of conservation efforts. So it provides um, notoriety, but also probably some financial assistance to organizations that are or conservation efforts going on in the world. So um, that was Monday night. Um, then we get to Tuesday and the Prince of Wales um, visited Cambridge. So he had a day worth of engagements in Cambridge. Um, this in and of itself is not like special. Uh, it struck me as odd that Charles was doing an event, a day worth of events in Cambridge, uh, rather than the Duke of Cambridge, but that's okay. Um, so anyway, he started his day, um, he visited the 
new research and development center of AstraZeneca, which is a healthcare company um, that just put an R&D facility in Cambridge um, near the university. So kind of a pipeline situation. Um, but then he also visited the Cambridge market um, as well as a college, which I assume is part of um, the, the Cambridge University like system, um, Homerton College. So that is how like at least a couple of these colleges, um, universities work like Cambridge, um, Oxford, you know, we've talked about Oxford a lot recently, but like they have colleges within their university system, but they're all spread up, like they're all very concentrated. Um, so I'm assuming Homerton College is part of the Cambridge University system, but I'm not sure. Um, so that is what uh, Charles was doing on Tuesday. Um, then we get to Wednesday and this is like the big day. So first we have Queen Elizabeth holding an in-person audience with the governor of the Bank of England, um, at Windsor Castle. So this is probably like a normal audience that we would see in a normal time period. Um, as the UK is kind of still, functioning as normal as possible. Um, the thing is, we're not seeing Queen Elizabeth do hardly any events because of her health situation, whatever that may be. Um, also, she is still 95 and COVID is still a very real thing. Um, so there, there's that to contend with, but also just her general health. Um, and so she this is something that I think she would do multiples of in a day, um, but due to everything going on, uh, this is, you know, the big event for the week. Um, and then we have the Duchess of Cornwall attending. So she attended an awards dinner in the evening with the Rifle Regiment. Uh, so Camilla is the Colonel-in-Chief of the Regiment and took that on um, from the Duke of Edinburgh last year in July. Um, and that was actually, like, Prince Philip's last official, um, engagement that he ever did. Um, but this was the first time that everyone could come together. So, um, she gave a speech focused on the commitment of the members to country and queen, but mostly country, of course. Um, but, like, when you swear an oath, I think in the military it's defend crown and country, um, and so that's an important piece. Also in attendance at this were the other royal colonels of the regiment, um, which include uh, the Countess of Wessex and I think two other members of the royal family as well. Um, so that was a big deal as well. Um, and then also on Wednesday in the morning and afternoon, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge visited a high school to learn about... Um, the lessons in their science classes that are being taught focusing on um, brain development and how the early years impact that brain development. So just kind of another piece of her research on early childhood in those early years um, and how that work is being taught to younger, um, albeit, you know, not young, young, but uh, I think they were like level sevens or grade sevens, whatever that means. I don't really understand. Um, I assume that that's somewhere around like early high school, but I could be wrong. I just, I don't know. Um, and then she also hosted a meeting at Buckingham Palace um, that was focused on early neurodevelopment, which is 
um, obviously what it sounds like, but then it's also a project um, that is feeding this information to high schools. Um, so the, those lessons are super easy to teach. Um, and again, about the impact of early development on um, or early years on brain development and how that works. So that was Wednesday. Um, and then Thursday, we have two additional events. So Queen Elizabeth held virtual audiences with the newly appointed high commissioners from Malaysia and Nigeria. Um, so this is very, very similar to um, meeting new ambassadors. However, Malaysia and Nigeria, I believe, are both Commonwealth countries. So the high commissioner is the ambassador role, um, but because they're all kind of part of this Commonwealth of Nations, they just have a, t a different title, um, at least to my understanding, that is the case. Um, and then we have the Duke of Cambridge attending the Emergency Services Mental Health Symposium, where um, the Mental Health at Work commitment was launched. Um, so this is a set of standards that support emergency responders. Um, and their mental health. So, um, like, obviously, through the past year, we have a much higher understanding of um, the way things that are super duper hard impact emergency responders, doctors, etc., um, because of COVID. But this is like a now uniform set of standards to help mental health. Um, to help impact the mental health of these emergency responders on a day-to-day -day basis. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and again, just like a big initiative launched by the Royal Foundation. Um, so that's a huge deal. So that is what was going on in the UK. And so now let's go ahead and move over to the Danish royal family. Denmark. In Denmark, things were a little quieter, I would say, than um, previous. I mean, there were a good amount of events. However, it was just like one event per day. Um, so that's that makes it a little easier to talk about. Um, so on, we're going to just start with Monday, uh, Crown Princess Mary attended the celebration of the publishing of the Center for Youth Research report on a study that they did um, called, and this is a translation, so it may not make the most sense, but like, can young communities hurt? Um, and so the research was basically being done on these communities that focus on young people. So schools, uh, after-school clubs, different kinds of things like that, and their impact overall um, on childhood loneliness and bullying. Um, because sometimes school is obviously a great place for social interaction. However, uh, that social interaction can become uh, negative social interaction and super uncomfortable and painful um, and certainly not something you want a child to deal with every day. Um, without going into it too much. That was certainly the case for me. High school was just a very hard time for me, uh, which is fine. So, um, 
Anyway, she attended the launch of this, and it was done at a school, um, so she was also able to talk to young people that could elaborate a little further on some of the details of these, um, of this research, um, but also, again, just, like, this is a huge research project to undertake, and it's amazing, um, that this was done, and then the Mary Foundation, so Crown Princess Mary's Foundation, um, was kind of the support system for this. Um, so that is what was going on on Monday. On Tuesday, um, Crown Prince Frederick opened the Wind Europe Electric City 2021 conference, which is apparently the largest wind energy event in the world. Um, and so I don't know if it is all like, I don't know if Denmark is considered the Wind Europe Electric City. Um, or if that's just the name of the conference. I don't really understand. Um, but they did make a point that uh, almost 23% of the companies of the 400 international companies um, represented were Danish. So, like, obviously this is not a secret in the world. Uh, Scandinavia, so Denmark, Norway, Sweden, um, of the countries I talk about. But then also Finland, Iceland, uh yeah. Anyway, they're all very um, energy, earth-friendly countries, and this is no exception, of course. So that was Tuesday, and then on Wednesday morning, Queen Margrethe presented the Queen Margrethe II Science Prize, which is an award given um, to a researcher supported by the Royal Danish Society of Science, um, who is under 50, who has made an exceptional... Um, has done exceptional research over the past year. Um, so that was presented in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they didn't highlight this on social media, but they did on the website. Um, but Queen Margrethe took part in a press conference about the upcoming performance of the Snow Queen Ballet that Queen Margrethe um, is the set and costume designer for. So I would expect some royal attendance at the premiere of this ballet. It, to my knowledge, it's not on the calendar yet, but I haven't looked that hard. Um, so I would just expect some. They're building it up a lot. Um, so we'll see who comes out and supports her for that. I would assume it's going to be everybody. Um, so that is the Thursday or... Wednesday events. On Thursday, Crown Prince Frederick hosted another King's Hunt. I don't really want to talk about that too much because I don't love it. Um, and then on Friday, uh, Queen Margrethe received credentials from the new ambassadors to Denmark from Australia, Israel, Norway, Finland, and Hungary. Um, so that was Friday's events. And then today, actually, uh, Sunday the 28th, so Queen Margrethe attended... Um, a church service at a cathedral and so it's for um I don't so today is the first day of advent so this basically means there are four Sundays until Christmas so Christmas is on a Saturday so this will go up to the week before Christmas essentially um and it is the celebration of the season within the Christian church um and so at Ro Rosgild Cathedral, um, the, the, 
the altar, essentially, um, has a, a dressing over it um, that uh, Queen Margaretha and her mother, Queen Ingrid, did together um, that is put up every single year, I assume, um, or at least it was this year. Um, and so it has been put up um, for the Christmas season, um, at least I think. So that is what was going on to today um, and through the week with the Danish royal family. So now we are going to go ahead and move over to the Dutch royal family. The Netherlands. In the Netherlands, as expected, things were still pretty quiet this week, given the whole pandemic situation of it all. Um, so we are going to start with Monday, and this is probably going to be the thing I talk about possibly the most today. Um, so on Monday morning, King Wilhelm Alexander attended a meeting in Rotterdam with city officials about the impact of the ongoing protests um, in regards to COVID restrictions. So ever since the announcement of the new COVID restrictions, um, a couple of weeks ago now, uh, the Dutch people have literally taken to rioting in the streets. Um, and look, I believe there is a, a right to protest, um, peacefully, and uh, make your opinions known to your government officials, certainly. Um, however, we do not need to hurt businesses even more than we are already doing due to a COVID pandemic. Businesses are not thriving at the moment. And we don't make need to make anybody's lives harder right now. Um, this applies to the U.S. This applies to the Netherlands. This applies to literally any protest that has taken place that has turned destructive. This is not, 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 not the way to do this. Um, I certainly am not Dutch. I do not understand what that feels like to be in the Netherlands and have this restriction. But I know as a U.S. citizen, I have craved some of that restriction because we, we have never gotten our numbers under control. We have been in free fall for literally two years at this point. Um, things are not getting better. You know, we may think they are, and for a while they are, sure. But things are not getting that much better. Um, and so I would love if we had a federally imposed restriction. Now, I am an odd anomaly, but like, th th this is so insane. Please, please stop. Like, it's not safe. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, obviously due to that, um, 
while, again, not being political, King William Alexander does need to um, learn about the situation that is affecting the city um, and the country at large in a way that is just fact-based and informative. Um, and, like, I don't understand why this is such a problem. Like, I don't understand why people need to be protesting this. Like, it is literally for safety. And it'd be one thing if it were, like, business owners, but it's not. It's young people that are mad because they can't go party. Like, really? <laughs> You'll survive. And it's not every single young person. I know this. But, like, this, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, okay. Tangent over. Let's move on. Um, so this is a pretty big event for Queen Maxima. She held a meeting with the Minister for Foreign Affairs of South Africa. Um, so this was a meeting in her capacity as UN Secretary General's Special Advocate for, um, inclus uh, financial inclusion and development. Um, and they were meeting focused on inclusive finance, um, especially in like the digital finance arena. So um, for a lot of this, and this is something that Queen Maxima talks about kind of a lot, um, is the what an impact the digital banking space has made for um, lower income countries to really um, help new businesses, small businesses, single owner businesses thrive um, because they don't have to do much. Now they just have to have access to a cell phone and internet and they are able to bank. They are able to take payment. They are able to do all the things. Um, so that is just like a huge thing. So that was part of the conversation. Um, so that was Monday. <laughs> now we get to Wednesday. Queen Maxima had two different events on Wednesday. Um, she took part in a working visit with MIND or MIND, which is a mental health organization, um, to learn more about the work being done to provide mental health to young people. Um, she took part in a lot of like different roundtable discussions, including with young people themselves about their experiences with mental health, um, as well as leading professionals and researchers and anybody that has an impact in the mental health world um, in Amsterdam. So that was a, a pretty big event for her. Um, obviously, again, just a little adapted for COVID reasons, but it was in person, all of that good stuff. Um, and then she also, so I'm not sure which of these was first, um, because she changed outfits, but, like, they weren't put, um, they weren't announced that far away from each other, but, like, the Mind event came first on the social media, but then this next event came first on the website. So I don't know which one was actually first, so we're just going with it, um, but Anyway, Queen Maxima received the first copy of a photo book um, published by the Hague Story Foundation, um, which contains um, 136 photos of the communities within the Hague. So I just like got really, um, my voice just changed a lot because I just realized that when I was doing this script on Friday, maybe, um, possibly Thursday, I wrote phone book 
And it's been phone book probably on the website since then, which is um, really unfortunate. <laughs> like, it's just, that's just a really unfortunate situation that I've, I've created for myself. Not going to lie. Uh, that makes me extremely, extremely sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just really, really upset about this. Um, but, you know, sometimes... I do funny things like this, and this is just what reminds me that I am a human, um, and usually I catch them when I, like, typos like this when I'm recording, like I just did, however, <laughs> this has been up for <laughs> several days, uh, it went up on Friday, like that, and it's Sunday, but, you know, it's fine. Um, okay, so anyway, that was thir Wednesday event. On Thursday, uh, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima hosted a excellence lunch for Dutch people. So these are people, um, Dutch citizens, who have won awards and distinguished themselves throughout the last year. Um, this is something that they do pretty regularly. We just haven't seen it a ton because pandemic. Um, but anyway, that is what was going on in the Netherlands. Um, and so now we are going to go ahead and move over to the Norwegian royal family. Norway. In Norway, this was probably what I would say is, like, the busiest country. Um, at maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The UK was pretty busy, too. But um, there were events, like, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, and just ones that we're going to talk about. Like, there were other events every day, too. Just most of those were audiences. Um, so, on Monday, Crown Prince Akun attended the Olympic Summit Performance Conference, which is a conference that focuses on the ongoing development of a national value-based achievement culture. So, what that means, because I, that's like such a, a tagline, right? It's like such an odd phrasing. Um, but basically, instead of doing this like metal-based achievement culture, um, like you're only achieved, you only achieve if you win. Um, instead, it's based on like the values that Norwegians hold. Um, so this does not always mean being the absolute best. It means performing to your best, um, but also like taking into account like your struggles and your achievements and. Um, you know, if, if you performed at your best, then that's fantastic. It doesn't always mean, like, um, you know, like, your medal count in sports is not the only thing that matters. So that, I think, is a really important thing to focus on. Um, so that was on Monday. On Wednesday, Crown Prince Akun attended the opening session of the Zero Conference, um, which is a conference held in Oslo that brings together um, leaders of government, politics, businesses, and non-governmental organizations or NGOs or nonprofit organizations, whatever you call them. Um, they're called different things throughout the world. So I have started uh, trying to use NGO in my vernacular of the podcast, um, even though here in the U.S. we mostly call them nonprofits. Um, but for the sake of more international um, vernacular, I guess, um, 
I will start saying NGOs, or at least trying to. Um, but they all come together to discuss solutions to the climate crisis. Um, again, a lot of talking, but Norway is a country known for the action of their climate. Like, they are doing a lot of hard work. So, I think either this year or possibly last year, they kind of run together, um, Norway stopped selling gas-powered vehicles. Like, you can still own them for now, um, but if you need to buy a new vehicle, you're buying an electric vehicle. You cannot buy a gas-powered vehicle in Norway anymore, at least to my understanding. Um, I'm not 100% sure that's the case, but, like, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so, like, Norway takes action, so, like, this is a, a place for them to come together to really start discussing, like, what the next steps are for them. Um, so that was on Wednesday. On Thursday, King Harald and Crown Prince Akun um, attended a service to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Mosaic Faith Synagogue in Oslo. Um, so this is a, obviously, a Jewish temple. Um located in Oslo. That is an important um, piece of the Jewish culture within Norway um, and has been visited by the royals many times. Although they said that and then like literally it didn't feel like they had been there that often just from the way they, they talked about it. But what do I know? Um, so anyway, that is what was going on Thursday morning. Um, and then in the evening, um, Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Matamarit hosted a party event thing at their home, Skagum, um, which is their official residence, but also, like, their home, um, for people who were affected in some way by the July 22nd, um, terrorist attack in Norway, so both in Oslo, um, and at the summer camp for future, um, socialists labor party leaders um which is still just like ugh. um but this was a a way to talk about the way that everybody um experienced this in a different way um and also I don't want to ever use the word celebrate but I can't think of a better term um acknowledge I guess the um the the passing of the 10 years since, um, and just, um, recognize how far people have come, um, and how, even though, like, yes, there are still horrible things that happen, like, um, celebrating the resilience, I think is what I want to try and say there, um, celebrating the resilience of, the people that were affected. Um, so that was Thursday evening. And then Friday, Queen Sonia attended an event at the Ski Museum in Oslo, which is such a Norwegian thing. Um, but there was a discussion held there about a book written on the Ericsson brothers um, and their career careers in skiing and other alpine sports. Um, I didn't do a ton of research into this, but like probably will because I'm genuinely curious. Like about this story a little bit, um, 
but yeah. So anyway, that is what was going on in Norway. So now we are going to move over to the um, events in Spain that were not state visit related. So let's go ahead and do that now. Spain. In Spain, King Felipe had events um, on Monday and Friday. Even though there was a state visit in the middle of the week, there were still um, a few things that he did outside of that. Um, so on Monday, he attended um, a few events in the Basque country, which is an autonomous community of Spain uh, in the north. Um, where it, So the day was focused on business and industry. So first he attended... Um, a meeting with the European Roundtable for Industry, um, and then later he met with um, Basque companies that are focused on sustainability. Um, so these are country or companies that are um, headquartered in the Basque country, um, and obviously are doing different various fields of sustainability. So this does not have to be just like electric car production or, um, you know, like wind energy production. It could be something as simple as like more biodegradable materials being used in production, things like that. Um, so that was his morning. And then also on Monday, he presided over the oath of office for the new president of the court of accounts. Um, at Zarzuela, so this is a like where this woman swore um, her oath to king and country to do her duty as the new president of the court of accounts. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, and then on Friday, so then we had the state visit, which there's a whole episode. If you missed it, it's the last episode I put up that focuses on the three days for the Spanish. Um, royal family in Sweden. Um, it also talks about like the members of the Swedish royal family who attended and things like that. Um, so then we get to Friday um, where King Felipe presided over the official opening of the assembly of the Interparliamentary Union, um, which is a organization of national parliaments um, representing like 173 of the 100 and or 170 something of the 193 countries in the world my numbers might be a little off there um but it's a global organization of national parliaments um this year was the first time they had held an in-person conference since october of 2019 um because obviously the 2021 was canceled due to an ongoing pandemic um and so Spain is a country that is able to hold big events still in Europe, but also like has done a great, great ish job during this pandemic. Um, and so they were chosen to host this conference. Um, so he, Felipe gave a speech where he thanked the assembly for choosing Spain um, and then wished them well in their conference for the weekend. Um, so that is what was going on. In Spain that didn't have to do with the state visit. Um, King Felipe has a pretty busy week. Queen Letizia has one event this week. Um, yeah. So 
anyway, that is what was going on in Spain. So now we are going to move over to Sweden and talk about their events over the past week. Sweden. Sweden we are going to end our episode um, with the couple of events that they had going on in the Swedish royal family um, mostly from well, mostly from Prince Daniel with Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel having one event um, again the members of the Swedish royal family took a huge role in the Spanish state visit to Sweden so again go check out that episode that I just posted um, I posted that on Saturday but it's like the one I posted right before this um, to hear all about that. Um, so anyway, we will start with Monday where Prince Daniel attended the Show the Way Prize, which is a prize that honors employers throughout Sweden who continue to include people with disabilities in their workplace, um, while also, of course, encouraging others to do the same, um, because that is an important piece. Um, it's certainly a non-discrimination piece, but also just like, a normalization. Um, so of course people with disabilities have various levels of ability. Um, but like normalizing the fact that yes, most of them can work or some of them can work. Um, and encouraging that and adapting for that is really, really important. Um, so he attended that. And then on Tuesday, he visited the MedTech lab at the Royal Institute of Technology, where he learned about their work being done on 3D microscopy, um, which has multiple uses, but one of those uh, uses um, is that it can be used to potentially early diagnose kidney disease, um, which is something that Prince Daniel, given his own medical history that is public, um, is really important. Um, so if you don't know, or you're new to listening, or this is your first time ever hearing about this man, um, Prince Daniel, when he got engaged to Crown Princess Victoria, um, that was in 2009, um, maybe 2008, in 2009, he um, received a kidney transplant um, because he had kidney disease that had gotten to a point that he needed a transplant. Um, and his father was his donor, um, which is obviously, like, just an amazing thing in general. Um, but, like, that was all done right before his wedding or close to right before his wedding. So it is um, very much a part of, like, his story and becoming a member of the royal family. Um, it is why they took a couple of years to get married from engagement because he was undergoing some medical things. Um, and like he has recovered fully and now we just all want to put him in a bubble, um, especially during a pandemic, even though he's had COVID now, cause you know, anyway, such is life. Um, so that was on Tuesday and then we have the state visit. So again, um, Every member of the Swedish royal family took part in events on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and then we get to Friday, where Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel visited Scania County um, as the 20th county visit of the 21-county tour in Sweden that the royal family is doing. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out here 
now. So the last one was supposed to take place tomorrow. November 29th was going to be the last visit um, being done, the 21st county. Um, that has been postponed to 2022. So all in all, it will have taken a year and a half to get all 21 counties visited. <laughs> a year and a half because the pandemic. So I, I actually am not sure that's the reason this one was postponed. I assume it is um, because as we're just going to experience this Omicron variant is it's going to shut things down again. It just is. There's, there's not really a way around it. Um, some countries that have been continuing on as normal, the longest Spain, uh, the UK, they're probably going to do little about like canceling big events, uh, canceling any events. Um, however they might, you never know. Um, and so anyway, <laughs> um, it's just going to happen. It's, it is what it is. Um, so anyway, back to this county visit, um, they visited or they started their day with a meeting um, with government officials on different ways that the pandemic has affected the county, including on tourism um, and travel. And then they visited the university hospital in uh, the Scania University Hospital to learn more about, obviously, the the way the healthcare system has experienced the pandemic, the Delta variant, now the new variant. Um and the uprising cases just again because it's winter um they also visited a football club and the museum uh the modern museum to discuss the effects of the pandemic on cultural and athletic endeavors going on in the county um and then they also um visited saint peter's church to pay respects and take part in a um like a, a service um, to in honor of victims of COVID. Um, so that was the 20th visit. Uh, like I said, the 21st is postponed. Um, that was supposed to be held tomorrow. Um, oh, I did also want to mention, so today in the Swedish royal family, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia attended a church service. Again, first Sunday, um, first day of Advent. So it's the first Sunday of Advent. Um, and so they attended a service at, uh, like the big church in Stockholm that is close to the palace. Um, so that is what was going on in Sweden over the past week. That brings us to the end of this episode. I know it's a long one. Um, luckily we're in, in at about 45 minutes. So with that, I'm just going to end. Please check out thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, like and review this podcast, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Bye.